0: Here's something that's really, really strange. People are super excited to buy a course. However, only 3% of the whole industry who buys a course actually completes it. That means 97% of people aren't actually getting a result. Why is that? How can people aren't finishing it? Why aren't they motivated to actually get a result that they, you know, they really dream of having that, whatever that big thing is? So on today's podcast, my guest is going to tell you how to fix that how to get people to finish your course, and how to create raving fans at the end of it. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who wanna unlock their core stories and user stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday, hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Alright, let's get into it. My guest today is Susan Leonardson. And her and I actually met at a conference in Boise 2019. That was a sick conference at OfferMind. And uh, now i am got her on the podcast after many months of uh, going through my journey and she's going through her journey. It's been a really interesting chat. Now, she helps entrepreneurs with high-ticket offers increase their customer lifetime value. I think it's a bit of an understatement of what she does. She, she really helps people go through their courses and helps them finish it so that they can you know come back and want to spend more money with them that's that's what she does and i won't beat around the bush with too much of of what we're going to talk about today so i'm just going to get straight into the podcast episode it this would be especially helpful if you've got a digital program a membership something like that and people are buying the course but they're just not finishing it you're not getting as many testimonials as you want you're not getting you're getting a lot of churn rate you know all those painful things you're going to, want to listen, you're going to want to listen to today's podcast. Susan's got some actionable things for you that you can do. Let's get into it. Hey, this is Jules Dan from Storytelling Secrets. So glad you're here with me today. I'm joined by Susan Leonardson from Pro Funnel Designs. And we're going to talk maybe a little bit about funnels, but I want to talk about something really interesting, which is getting more people into your course that actually finish it and get a result out of it. I've had one person come on and talk about that, but I'm all about getting, you know, multiple different perspectives. So Susan, welcome. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: I'm excited too. Um, One thing I like to ask all my guests at the start is, can you tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are right now? And then what's your focus on right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, let's see. Do we want the long version or the short version? How
0: how long is the long version?
1: (laughs) 10 minutes? 10 minutes. Yeah, probably 10 minutes. We Can, make it uh,
0: can we do a three to five minute version? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. so um, quick background in that I um, spent about seven years in the MLM network marketing industry. And the reason why I was doing that uh, was because I, uh, well, I got married at a young age mm-hmm. and I already had like my own business. I was trying to be a photographer. And so I was already like in this, place of like, I'm just going to work for myself. I did work for a studio at one point and then I got married. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start my own business. Yep. So I was already in this like mindset of like, I'm not going to work for anybody. I'm just going to work for myself. But I didn't know my options. I didn't know what options were out there. I was like, well, if I'm going to be like a stay at home mom and work, I have to be an MLM. Like I thought that was my only option or be like one of those yeah. transcriptionist like medical people. <laughs> like, you yes. get ads for all the time here in the states. Um
0: why did so- you start why is it such <laughs> like a, a if I'm MLM or nothing sort of thing?
1: Because I, and it, it may just be me, I just didn't know that there were any other opportunities of right. working from yeah, yeah. home. And also, like a little bit more background on me, I didn't ever get a college degree. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, no one's going to hire me. And especially, no one's going to hire me and like let me work remotely. And you know, this was yeah. like 10 years ago. So definitely not COVID yeah. times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt. Um, Continue the story.
1: Yeah. 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 And so uh, I spent seven years doing that. I actually when I was doing that, that's how I discovered the world of online marketing. Um, mm. I hired a coach to help me figure out how to make my MLM business work online. And she's actually who introduced me to Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels and the perfect webinar. Yep. Um, ultimately I tried it, it failed. I felt like, like, this isn't going to work. Like I was like on my own, trying to figure it out my own. Well, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know how to make it work for my MLM business. Like yeah. I didn't have anybody to like model at that mm-hmm. time. Cause it was like brand new and onto the scene. Like ClickFunnels had only been around for like a year or two yeah, yeah. at that point. And I'm like, was
0: Expert Secrets even out? No, Oh no,
1: it wasn't, it wasn't out at that time. It was, it was like, so it was, yeah. I, the very first video that I watched that introduced me to Russell Brunson was an yeah. interview he had just done with Kalyn Poulin of um lady boss mm. and like they had just reached like some success like that's how long ago this was,
0: <laughs> he was she was so, like one of the og case studies
1: for yeah Clarice. yeah yeah so that's what i saw jumped in like didn't work so fast forward um i was like you know what this this sucks i tried a few different versions of di- different businesses yep. within kind of the mlm and yep didn't didn't work for me and i was like okay well this this isn't gonna work so I actually had a friend reach out to me um, who has a photography business and she's like, I just need someone to like organize my, e- my email inbox and like do some assistant type stuff for me. And at this yeah. point, I was so desperate to just be earning something because <laughs> the other business wasn't working. I was losing money in that. That yeah. um, I was like, yeah, I'm techie. I can do that for you. So yeah. I charge her 15 bucks an hour. <laughs> and, uh, and started organizing her email inbox. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the funny thing that happened was once I jumped into that Mm -hmm. through, you know, Facebook marketing magic, I started Googling like how to be a, someone's assistant. Like I was like, okay, if she just hired me, I need to learn how to actually like do this well. Yeah. Um, so Facebook started showing me ads for a course on how to become a VA. <laughs> so Is that, so that the was microphone how-
0: Picking up the conversations.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, like the keywords and all that stuff. Yep. So I actually took the leap of faith. I'm like, okay, I'm leaving everything else behind. I'm just, I'm closing the door on that. I'm jumping it all in under this freelancing VA thing, um, and then that ultimately led me to where I'm at. I decided I was going to specialize in funnels. Um, I discovered Katherine Jones yeah. of CF Design School um, through through the person Lauren Golden teaching me the VA freelancing stuff, and uh, that's how I got into the business I have now. <laughs> um, that was a couple years ago,
0: yeah,
1: and my business has evolved like crazy since then. So. Uh, exciting! I, I, yeah, I kind of do funnels now, but I'm also branching into another piece of it, which we're going to talk about today.
0: Which we're going to talk about today. Cool. And that's that's your primary focus right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. So I run my business full time. I have a little bit of a team. Mm-hmm. Um, we do still have clients that we do funnel designs for, but I'm in this position of like, you know, what we're gonna we're gonna do another yeah. little pivot here and yeah. do something that I really love to do.
0: Yeah, and and how come you want to do that pivot? So we well, are talking about the start. Um, how more people can get through courses and actually finish it. Is that out of like a frustration thing or is that because you feel more, you can serve more people at a high level or like what's that motivation?
1: It's it's actually a little bit of both of those things. Um, I've been working with clients. Mostly I work with course creators and coaches and I've been, been working with a lot of people that have that created, but they needed to figure out like the traffic side, the acquisition side, like the, the getting the sales, getting the leads. And yep. I ultimately just found it to be really frustrating working with people who haven't figured that piece out yet and are wanting to jump into funnels yes. because it's my it's ultimate, pur- <laughs> it's my, yeah, well, it's my opinion that they really shouldn't be building funnels, um, until they have figured out their traffic side. Mm. So it was getting frustrating that the people that were coming to me, uh, were, were too new. And I was in this position of like, well, I either turn everyone away and like make zero money and have no business and no profit and anything yeah. like that, yeah. Or I try to work with them and get to get them to the point where it is working. Um, but it was just really, really hard. And I, I I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. So,
0: oh, I'm so glad you said that, Susan, <laughs> because, you know, you just hit a call with me. I was writing emails for people who, who were like, yeah, yeah, I want this. And then I follow up two, three weeks later. And then and then like, have you put it into action? Like, no. Um, and that's a bit frustrating. And then it wasn't until I went out and prospected, I created in my very first like qualifier, like, do you have a list more than a thousand people? And someone said yes. And then they had 2000 people we did over 150K on that launch, which is nuts. I'm like, yeah. okay, this is what can happen <laughs> when you get the right person that you're working with. And they're not going to be like, oh, it hasn't actually happened yet. So did you yes. have some sort of similar cat- catalyst like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, actually what happened was I have, I have a friend um, in this space who does run ads and traffic and does some of the chatbot stuff for her yep. clients. Um, and when she would bring her clients on, if she noticed like, Oh, their funnels are garbage. Like I don't want to be running ads to these. Cause I know they're not going to do very well. Mm-hmm. She would send them to me to fix up their funnels before she would run ads for them um one client that she sent over to me we all mutually agreed that she needed some help like not just with the funnels but like in the back end like with her offers and putting putting the um her actual programs together in a way that made sense for her people and so through working with that particular client i realized like oh my gosh this is like really fulfilling for me i really enjoy working with like on this side of it, like more in the fulfillment side and less in the like helping figure out, helping pe- people figure out how to get sales is, is a little stressful. <laughs> um, so I, f- I found for me, it would be better to find people that already know how to get sales and are already making money that can yeah. pay me more money. To then help them make more money. Like yeah. I want to find the people that already know how to make money and help them make more money. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like, take the pressure off of having to deliver a result, but you're still delivering a result. But you know, yeah. you're kind of just optimizing what they've already got, just by yes. filling up gaps.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just it's it's playing a different game at that point. It's like, well, I'm not I'm not working with the beginner anymore. Um, I'm working with the you know the people that that they kind of need some outside perspective yeah. you know when you're stuck in your business you're like yeah things are going pretty well i'm not really sure what the next thing is that i need to do though um and you just need like some outside perspective to, to just give you that yeah push. totally
0: totally and, and i'm curious um what are those like big gaps that you normally see with your clients in the in those back end is it nurturing or is it acquisition or ascending but you maybe it could be all of them but yeah i'm curious to hear what those gaps mainly are. yeah
1: yeah. So I primarily work with them like for people that like course creators or like um, coaches that have like a hybrid program where they have a course mm-hmm. uh, built in. So like a, a big thing right now is um, have a course, but then like have group coaching that goes along with it because yeah. then you're able to like scale. You're able to serve a lot of people. Exactly. But you're, not, you're not doing one-on-one because there's only so much one-on-one you can do. You're capped out at some point. But um, So, so people that have a program like that, a lot of the times they kind of just, they put it together and it's working well enough, but I'm finding that a lot of them have an issue with like, they aren't having as many people that buy it actually get through it. They don't have a very high completion rate. It's like, I mean, even in the industry standard completion rate is something like 3%.
0: I, I heard it was four. It's gone lower now. Okay. It's
1: like four. I, I just saw someone else that was talking about this and they said three. I think everyone's kind of has their own number, but it's, let's say it's, it's four. Even let, let's it's just terrible. say it's 5%. That's still yeah, not good.
0: means 95% of people who buy your stuff won't get a result. Oh, that's a yeah. great testimonial. <laughs>
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the thing is that when people aren't actually completing your course and actually getting the result that you're saying they're going to get, they're not going to likely buy anything else from you ever again, right? Because they're, I mean, some people might, they might be like, oh, I got some stuff out of there, even if they didn't complete it, right? I got a little bit out of there. They might like you enough to come and buy from you. But imagine the results you would have if you had a higher completion rate, if you had your customers actually getting through, completing it, getting that huge achievement at the end. Like those are people that turn into like your evangelists, right? Right. They're the ones that are your fans out there telling everyone else about what they, you know, like what I yeah. did at the beginning of this episode, I talked about two people with two programs that I went through, I completed, I got major results from, and now I talk about them every time I tell my story, like they've become part of my story. So yep. I'm, I'm out here talking about them every time I'm, I'm talking about myself. So that's ultimately what, what we want to achieve is let's get that completion rate higher. Let's get them better results. And by doing that, we also are increasing the value of your program. So we get to raise your prices while we're doing that and you get to charge more.
0: Okay. And
1: people love you for it.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Well, you got everyone excited. You got them hot and heavy for the why. So give us a few tips on how or what are some key things that you might look for that someone might just, you know, fix up and see a result in the back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. Okay. So I have a few, I have some notes here. Um, I think one of, one of the big things that people don't do is they don't make it clear enough, like the path to success within their program. Uh, And a lot of people just kind of throw all their information together. They feel like they kind of put it in the right order, but there's still no clear, like achievements and steps. Like there's not a big outlook on like, here is the result we're getting here's the, our path to get there. It's like a master, a path to mastery. Yeah. Um,
0: and how's that different from saying, sorry to interrupt. How's it different from saying week one, week two, week three, and this is the modules.
1: Right. Well, it can look like that. You can have week one, week two, week three, the a, a path to success or a path to mastery is more of like how you're organizing the content within it. Um, so a, a good way to put it is like, rather than putting like all of the information in it's like okay i know in week 1 they can get this much done like i, I know they can reasonably get this much done um and then week 2 they're going to get this much done instead of looking at it that way it's more of like okay rather than trying to get them to get as much done in week 1 what what's the result i want them to have by the end of week 1 like what is yeah what where should they be not necessarily as far as like cramming everything in that you think they can fit But it's like, okay, by week one, I want them to um, have mastered this skill. It's like almost taking the the beginning point. Let's do this. The beginning point Mm -hmm. and then the end point, the result that they ultimately are, are here for. And it's like, what skills do they need to master? What habits do they even need to create to get to that? And a lot of people don't put those things into their courses and programs Instead, they're just like, okay, I know that there's a bunch of steps in between. Let's just cram them all in there. Let's try to fit this into like a four-week course if we can, you know, like or a six-week course. Um, so that's one of the big mistakes that people do is they don't they don't plan it out well enough and think about like the actual journey that the people are taking. Are I mean, would it be more effective to push them through all the lessons as quickly as possible, or would it be more effective? to like say, uh, by in order for them to achieve this skill, they need to accomplish this amount of, of, of stuff, you know, this amount of actions, and it it may take them a day. It may take them longer than a day. Um, you know, and it depends on how your course is built. Sometimes they're like challenges and you do have that time constraint, Yeah, but, uh, that just means you have to take more out of it. You know, less is less is more. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I like the time constraint. It always just makes you just work faster because
1: yeah, and it man. does for a lot of people. Um, and that's you know kind of personalities. Um, so in that case, you'd still like let's let's talk about a, a program you and I both mutually yes. know of. Yes, talk about which it. is good... Podcast Profit Lab. Yeah, that one is is not necessarily a challenge, but it is no. like it's like you're gonna you know this is yeah
0: it's, it's is a cohort twenty eight
1: days. It started out as twenty eight days. I don't know what it is now, but it's basically a month four mm. weeks you're going to get your podcast launched um that's a great example of a time constraint one um and i think that the owner of that is jamie atkinson of course think, i think he's think? done a really good job of putting in those like yeah. milestones in there yeah exactly to yeah
0: yeah exactly i love how you said okay you got those like goal posts and he did that very well you got those goal posts the objective the habits you need to go out and start doing um and so and how would you sort of take this out of a client like for me, when I sit down with a client, it's like full 90 minutes. You got to suck the stories out of them. You got to do follow-up questions. You got to call with, call up with their clients. Like really interesting yeah. to know, like how would you do it with, with <laughs> yours?
1: Yeah. Well, the, this is still, I kind of have like a beta offer going mm-hmm. on right now. So it's still definitely something I'm trying to figure out what is the best way. But um, currently what I do is I spend several weeks with my clients um, when we're working through this stuff. Initially we do kind of like an audit, like an intensive if you're familiar with with those, um where we just kind of like look at their entire system. Like what's going on? Let me see what even what help you even need. But then when I'm actually working with them through this process, uh we do like a consulting. I'm more of a consultant with them. Um and that's one of the big shifts in my business is going from like just a service provider yep. over to like no, I'm actually consulting you on these things and so side tangent there. No, that's cool. Um, yeah, so, but yeah, go ahead. I was
0: going to say, so do you offer them the service and then do you then like the consulting service and then do you upsell them into say doing it or you give it like a partner or like, how does it all work?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So initially what I'm doing is for like the audit slash intensive, I do it a little bit different. And when I'm looking at their stuff, I'm really just showing like telling them where things are broken and yep. telling them the like, what's wrong, not necessarily how to fix it. I just want them to understand like, this is why you're having the problems that you're having. Right. Cause I see this is not, you know, not quite right. And this, it's, it's, it's kind of like how I used to do funnels. Um, I, and I still kind of do this, but funnel audits, I look at someone's funnel. I say, okay, wow, we like really need to fix up this headline, you know? Um, but I'm not really telling them how yeah. to fix the headline. Just That's like where it comes into <laughs> the, Okay, now you're going to pay me <laughs> to uh, to actually walk through how to do this. So my service is is also kind of a hybrid of yeah. consulting them, but also done for them. Um, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we have to work through. A lot of of almost mindset things that I need to help my clients through and I can give you an example. Yeah. Yeah, um, one of my clients that I've just worked with, she, uh, she was putting out all these different offers for um, helping people with creative businesses. So like think like crafters, um, like on Etsy, those types mm. of businesses, how, like helping them learn how to manage their accounting and their finances. So like, if you think about that for just a minute, like that's like butting heads. It's like, I'm taking creatives and I'm trying to teach them how to be logical. <laughs> good with numbers, right? Yeah. Like be totally opposite of who they are. Yeah. And so, um, one of the things that I helped her with through my consulting was, and this is another thing that people are missing out of their programs, is how do you put like the connection of who these people are, and like even the identity that you're trying to get them to take on, um, or the identity of what they're wanting to become, how do you connect that in to what you are teaching them? And so what ended up happening with this is it was no, once I got done working with her, it was no longer about like, I'm teaching creatives how to be good with numbers, how to do their bookkeeping. It became, I'm teaching creatives how to become the ultimate like CEOs of their businesses and turning their hobbies into Mm -hmm. a business because that was the problem is, They weren't even managing their finances. They didn't know if they're profitable. They were just running a hobby at that point. Um, But not only that, we were able to dive into my clients. Why? Why she has her business. And it had nothing to do with wanting to learn how to run her business. Well, it had nothing to do with learning how to, to do bookkeeping. It had everything to do with. She was a person who had had her children. She had to depression. Yep. And she was not in a good place. And when she was telling me her story one day, she she uh divulged to me um like, "Hey, the reason why I started my business was because I needed another identity besides being a mom. I needed to have something else." in my life besides just being a mom. And that was ultimately like why she was struggling and having depression. And I was like, Oh my gosh, don't you think that maybe the people you're helping also relate to that? Also want another identity than besides being mom. Like I knew I identified with that and I'm not a creative and I wasn't trying to learn bookkeeping, but that was exactly why I started my business. too. (laughs) So we took that information and we put it into her course. Not only did we put it into her course, we put it into every single lesson in her course. And so we, we figured out like, okay, you're, you're helping your people have courage. You're helping them to be confident and you're helping them to like bring on this other identity besides being mom. And so at the end of every one of her lessons, we had a courage task, a confidence task, and then them taking on that identity, which was just basically like them going into the Facebook group and saying like, I did this, like I completed this task, like they're one step closer to becoming like the big identity of what they wanted to be. So that, that's the kind of stuff that takes like consulting and then like, you know, the service side of like, yeah, I'll go put this into your membership site is like a side note, right?
0: (laughs) That is really interesting. So Sucking out the identity that your client didn't know what existed because, like you just said, let's fix your accounting isn't very desirable, but like, let's give you someone else, like a, a new super, like a new superwoman to step into, for instance. Yeah, that's really powerful. Um, we kind of use identity when I'm trying to sell people into like a membership or a, or a, um, some sort of call inside of email. So, what we would do is we'd be like. So the type of people who do do this are like this person, this desirable trait, this desirable, this, this desirable trait, but what you're doing, it's really smart because you're, you're like reselling them on why they should continue to do this. And like, yes, like, I don't know if that's the sales copy to get them in, but it's reselling <laughs> them on the identity to, you know, finish it. And I absolutely love it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just like re- reinforcing, you know, because when you have someone come into your program, they're probably like really enthusiastic and motivated in the beginning. Uh, like a lot of us are like, okay, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to like go all in. I'm like, let's do this. Right. Or we wouldn't have paid, but then a week, two weeks into the program, we're like, oh my gosh, this is hard. You know, when you take creatives and try to teach them finances, they're going to be like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore, but we had to keep reminding them. That's why we chose to put it at the end of every lesson was like, this is why you're doing this. This is like, this is just a, step stone, a stepping stone on the way to you becoming this person that has what you want. And so just those reminders is exactly why we did that. It's like, this is what you're doing. Yeah. This is what you're doing it for.
0: And is that like the 80-20 of what you do? Or is that just the tip of the iceberg of what you do for your clients?
1: That is uh, the tip of the iceberg. Oh. <laughs> there's that's. Those are just two examples of what we do. Um, yeah. There's, yeah. there's so much more to it, but... <laughs> We could, we could keep talking about it or I don't know if we have time.
0: <laughs> I, I won't grill you too much more because those two examples are really good, which is one, yeah. like I'll remind my audience, which is setting the goalposts and objectives and habits to complete, whether it's week by week, every two days, or if you don't have a time constraint, but having those expected time posts, goalposts sort of things. And number two was what's that desirable, that's the key word, desirable identity they want to step into um maybe they can't get in real life um and they can achieve that and you know, you, you use it like a, a little carrot a piece of cheese at the end of each lesson like hey you want to complete the course do you want to become this person like do the work but this is the end result um very curious um susan if you could tell me like what's going to be happening in the next six months in your business like what's your what's your objective what's your focus your vision
1: yeah that's a great question um well, I gave a little hint that I'm kind of putting this beta offer out to select people. And so six months from now, I expect this to, you know, be a full on beginning of a movement. That's ultimately what I'm working toward is, you know, I want people to know me for being the, the person that comes and takes like these mediocre courses. They're working, they're not great, yeah. but they're working and turns them into like these crazy, desirable programs that people just love. Um, and so that's that's the game. That's what I am going to dominate.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. And, and and I just want to get this from you because launching a beta program or launching something new can be a bit scary. And maybe there's some people in my audience who, who might feel in that same position. So you know, what's one, what's like a challenge or something, you know, that's, that's an obstacle that might might be in your way. And what are you trying to do to, to get around that, to helping you launch that program?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think for me, the challenge, whenever I'm launching something new, the challenge is, um, finding those right people, finding the people like, okay, well, I know what I'm doing. I know how, how I can help people, but how do I like go and pinpoint down the real people? You know, I always have had an issue with, with the training we're given with like, um, go create your ideal client avatar. It's like, cool. I have it. But like, where do these people exist? Is this make believe (laughs) or? (laughs) Yes. So it's it's just getting to the, you know, finding the people that actually exist that fit like who, you know, you can help.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, a common struggle everyone has because like, Either you get on a sales call for like the 10th time. You're like, who the hell am I talking to? <laughs> or you know, you start working with them. You're like, this isn't the ideal client. I thought they were. Um, yeah. So I guess it just comes down to I, give it your best shot and, and try just, just give it yeah. out and then just take the feedback from there and, and keep moving forward. Um, Susan, it's been really good to chat with you. Um, where's the best place for my audience to find you? And um, if they want to get more info about you, your, your camp if you've got more info, um, you know, go ahead, talk about <laughs> yeah.
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a few places. Um, the most reliable place would be Facebook because even as I change, uh, websites and offers and everything, Facebook's always updated. So you can find me on Facebook. Um, username is S-U-S leonardson Suze leonardson. Um, Amplify Your Impact is my podcast. You can go check me out there. And then, uh, would be the, the site to go to.
0: Okay, cool. So Facebook amplify your impact. And what was the first, third one?
1: Pro funnel design. Oh, that's right. How could I forget um, that?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool, awesome. Well, so thank you so much for coming on the call today with me, Susan. Um, hope you enjoyed my, my time together. We completely yeah. stuffed that up. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the podcast today,
1: Susan. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun.
0: Cool. Alright, so that's a wrap for the episode. If you are interested in Susan's boot camp or just following up with her and uh, getting her to fix up what's going on inside of your digital program or membership, I'm going to leave her Facebook, her website, and her podcast in the show notes below. Other than that, thank you for listening all the way through. If you enjoyed the show, go leave a review. This This helps message get out to more people just like you if you really loved it share it with a friend other than that thank you so much for listening this is jules and i'm going to see you next week for the solo show bye